0: Um, once you give yourself a lot of energy through self-care, um, through wellness, then you, should, you can give that energy to your employees.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. everybody welcome back to radically loved we are so excited for today's guest mary ruth Guillaume is with us today she is the founder of mary ruth organics she is um somebody that i've been wanting and waiting (laughs) to talk to for a very long time she's a certified health educator she's a nutritional consultant and a culinary chef she has such an incredible story and you have a new book out is that true welcome to the show Rosie,
0: thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And yes, my latest, my newest book is called Liquid Still Lunch. So thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, I am so, there's so many questions that I have pertaining the book. And I do want to start off by saying that I've been using your products for a while and I'm, I'm just such a fan. And the minute that I got the email from our uh, mutual friend, Alyssa. I was so excited to have this conversation with you. So thank you again for being here. Thank you. So what was it, I wanna ask you about everything. Like <laughs> I, I know your backstory and I don't know that a lot of people know what the catalyst was to get you um, here. Like what prompted you to go into the world of health and wellness? Um, so I
0: think what's amazing is, and I'm sure you feel the same way about different things in your life. When you look back on it, it all kind of becomes very full circle. And so I have like very small moments in my life. A lot of them were amazing. And a lot of them were very painful. And, uh, those things definitely pushed me forward to want to care about health and wellness. Mm-hmm. I think I can share just very briefly. Um, some of the things were my dad, um, who was 42 years old and my 17 year old brother, Daniel, they both passed away suddenly. And a lot of people who believe that, um, the, basically your brain and your body are so connected that after we went through, the loss of two of immediate family members. It was just my mom and I, and she actually developed two brain tumors. Um, she's a hundred percent okay today, but some people who believe in that connection of like loss and the Mm -hmm. the body would say that there were two benign brain tumors just because she had two specific losses in her life, which Mm. would be her child and her husband. Um, and then, In the process of her getting better after she had those brain tumors removed, that was really like the moment um, right after uh, college when I became very excited to learn about health and wellness and just basically to find like every tool possible to help her thrive. And then by default, I also started to just have more energy and enjoy Enjoy life so much more. So I think looking back on that, of course, we're so happy um, where, where we are today.
1: Yeah. What did did you come from a very entrepreneurial family? Was it something that just came natural to you? So I I think a couple things. I actually think each person has
0: something in their life that they're super passionate about. So I think each person actually has an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, Sure. Like some people manifest that into actual company, but I think like if you have a lot of self-awareness and you know, things that make you passionate um, I think you have an entrepreneurial spirit because you kind of do everything you can to create free time in your life to do the things and execute the things that you find interest. Um, I, I also was an athlete. Um, I played basketball in high school, lacrosse, cross country. So kind of, you know, like the competitive spirit of trying to do very difficult things and all of those things merge together um, into Mary with Organics.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm always fascinated. It's so interesting that you bring up the athletic thing because that was going to be my next question. Like what in your life helped you train <laughs> to do this? Because it takes a very specific type of i'm gonna say energy to start something to start a business to to, to stomach going through the the birthing of an idea and going through moments of adversity and so on my fascination with founders of companies especially companies that i really admire that i really love is how, how are you able to get through those obstacles? Because it's not easy. How do you keep yourself in a positive mindset, especially going through like what we just went through last year? Like what, what has helped you sort of continue to forge ahead with, with your business? Also, I, I also just wanted to say that the questions you just
0: asked me are so inspiring in themselves um i really mean that rosie the way that you even are asking these questions are so awesome because um i think that a lot of people who are listening could apply that marathon versus sprint kind of notion to any challenge good or bad in their lives so i will definitely share for a couple minutes Um, just some of the huge walls that I had to break down to persevere um, with our company. But I also hope that all the listeners can, it's not so much about my story, but also like visualize something good or bad that they're trying to do. Um, I think the concepts apply for them as well in the same type of scenario. So going back to what you just shared about sports So what's so amazing about sports is it's all about the team um, and it's all about team building. Um, So something I'm so passionate about isn't just the end goal, like, oh, I built this company from, and I'll get to it in a second, from negative $700,000 in debt um, when a lot of times people need outside funding to even kind of play ball in this space. But before I even get to like the actual financial practical things that uh, I did to allow Mary Ruth Organics to grow. Um, one thing that I do know, the seed level is I enjoy teams. I enjoy team building and I enjoy being with my team more than anything. Um, my, my happiest moments are on Zoom with my team. I was joking with you before that I haven't done a lot of podcasts. It's I'm not a podcaster, but I, but I am passionate about being a team builder And so even if you look back at, I didn't say it before because I was trying to be humble, but I was the captain. (laughs) I was the captain of my basketball team. And the captain of my cross country team. Um, so I tried to I tried to skip over that before, but I like <laughs> this is important
1: though. Do you see what I, I'm yeah, saying?
0: Right. I tried to just be like, oh, you know, I just played, you know, yeah. across the basketball, cross country. But I also love to like get the team together to go out on the battlefield. Um, and I think that one of the successful things that our company has has done really well is everything chronologically. So I believe that first, um, a person, myself, you, any of your listeners should always take care of themselves first. Um, once you give yourself a lot of energy through self-care, um, through wellness, then, you should, you can give that energy to your employees. So, some people like think entrepreneurs like, oh, I like take care of myself and then I like take care of the customers. But they're like skipping out on the joy and the team building and the chronological order, which would be self and then your employees and really building that company culture in such a strong way. And then if the employees are, truly internal matches external, like the internal health of the company is healthy and we all feel like we're working towards a mission-driven business, then externally with our customers, all our interactions with them will be so authentic and so true. And so one of our successes is that we always try to do everything chronologically, Uh, yourself first, then, then your employees or coworkers, like the individual employee can take care of themselves first. And then when they get to work, they'll be like more excited to bring positivity to their coworkers. And then by default, somebody's emailing customer care. We want to extend ourselves because so I think like that was um important. And then also just to answer the the final question you were saying was um the perseverance aspect of coming from that negative $700,000 in debt. I started this in 2013 and I didn't hire my first employee until 2018 because any little profit that we made, I chose to make a new product instead of hire someone to help me. And I think by choosing the more difficult path, like my mom and I were like, of course we want like one more employee to help us. For years, we're like working seven days a week. But we chose like, take the little bit of profit, get out of debt, make a new product, hold off as long as we can before we we take that first team player with us. And then from 2018 to 2021, we have over 90 people who are, um, they're an absolute joy.
1: Wow. That is so inspiring. I mean, to to see the intention behind building that is is really just an inspiring thing i mean for you to to everybody's gonna choose differently maybe somebody else would have chosen to hire a team right away whether that's right or wrong it, it really i think just depends on the person and it sounds exactly like for you yeah it sounds like for you you were able to make the right choice at the at the right time Time. Um, and I love that because I feel like it's so important to be surrounded by people that are supporting and believe in your message that want to help see a company succeed and you know I I feel like um, I can't actually I don't know how I first got introduced to your product but I I really I loved the branding, I loved the messaging, uh, and and it was just it, it just felt very authentic and to me it that's one of the most important things to to build a product because you're essentially you're you're building a an ecosystem, right? It's not just like, "Oh, here's this product, let's sell a lot of it to make a lot of money." It's like no let's build a culture around this let's build a ecosystem let's build a team let's build a movement and so and especially knowing your story and your background um, for somebody that like myself grew up in an environment that was very chaotic that was not health focused i i started to learn about health because i wanted to get healthy myself and so (laughs) Um, I, I, it's always interesting for me to ask authors or founders what that catalyst was. And the fact that you were able to create something beautiful out of something tragic, I feel like speaks to the transformational process that we have as humans, how we can transform, you know, one thing to create something new. So tell us about what, what, prompted you to write this book? How long did it take you? I, first of all, I loved everything you said too.
0: (laughs) No, because even what you were saying was that sometimes like the catalyst or like the pain points, sometimes the pain point in people's lives has so much to do with their gifts, um, and their purpose and the things that will make them happy in the end. Um, and so I, I started writing this book like three weeks before COVID. So I went, I flew on my birthday. I was pregnant with the twins and I was so sick and I was breaking all my fears. um, because I mean, the nausea is so bad. And again, it was right before COVID. So we're with my team. We're like, should we, should we self-publish this book? should we, cause we love Amazon. So we're like, let's just, let's just self publish this book. People are like, no, we need to break your fears. You need to ins- insert yourself into an infrastructure because I feel like for so long, for so long, I like to kind of be the cause and not the effect. And so I didn't know if I wanted to do the process like formally. And so anyways, I wrote the book during COVID again, throwing up vomiting from the twin pregnancy Um, and it was very easy for me because, um, I have a learning disability, but I would, I would transcribe like everything verbally on each chapter and then we would write. And so, um, why I'm so passionate about the book is I think that health and wellness should be free and accessible to every single person in the planet. And when I had before Rosie, before I had um supplements, I would kind of do these private consultations that were 12 weeks long in my office in New York City on 47th and 3rd. I had an office that was like Regis, which is kind of like WeWorks. And I would teach everyone what's in the book, especially Liquids to Lunch. So what happened was liquids to lunch. Everyone would complain. I love liquids to lunch, but I can't take my vitamin capsules. The capsules are making me so nauseous. Like I need a liquid vitamin. So that was just like a separate thing that I was like, oh, I'm going to make a liquid vitamin. But because I was in so much debt from, it was my mom's debt from when the housing market crashed, which is a whole nother topic for another time. Um but because it was just the two of us because my dad and my brother had passed away it was technically my debt too it was like the two right. of us Yeah um and so I I had like called around and asked so many different manufacturers to make a custom blend vitamin I called for 6 months but when you don't have any money um they're not going to do like test runs for you and so I finally had con- convinced just one manufacturer to do 90 bottles but what I, I ended up selling them in my office, but what I was also doing was this art of health for busy people. So I was teaching very successful people in New York city. I don't know if people who are listening have been to New York city, but it's very different than LA. It's, um, (laughs) I worked and lived in Manhattan, in New York city for over 10 years. Wow. Um, and it is so intense there. Um, basically whatever your career is, is there a like complete badge of honor? Everyone, no matter what facet of life is, is really working very intensely. Um, and it's, it's a small space there. Like there's no oxygen yeah. there. Like there's right. no trees really. Um, and even if you, let's say someone and at the time I had no money um, again, I was in debt. I lived in a 500 and 580 square foot apartment. Like my husband couldn't even really fit in our bed. We had like another bed and his mattress was like on the floor. It was like really, really difficult times. But I, um, I was teaching this concept to very successful people. And what I noticed was that even though they had a lot of money, they had no time because they were just always busy working, like really, truly workaholics. And so I tried to, at first in New York, everyone's like, Oh, go to a, go to a cryotherapy, go to acupuncture, get a massage, like do a, do a a float tank, like go float in some salt water. But all of these career driven people didn't have any time for this, even though they had the money to access these things. They didn't, have that hour and a half to like go get acupuncture, like come back. It wasn't like that. So I saw this really small, beautiful thing. I saw like this little opening here, are all these people who are always traveling for work. They don't have any time, even though they have the money, they still never going to do it. And then of course, and I'm very into, um, so many different causes like food justice, social justice donations i i'm i was a sociology major at fairfield university and so i'm always kind of thinking about like okay there's a whole other spectrum of people who have no money and no access to they're working two jobs they're sleeping very little and how are they also going to take care of themselves right. so it was interesting cuz it was like two different scenarios we got all these private clients doing a 12 week program for with me who don't have any time. And then we have a whole other spectrum of people who really need, and I would do like, um, I would do like a lot of work for free, but I would also do like webinars and group classes. And this was before Instagram, like before technology. So it was kind of like new age. It was kind of like a big deal to do a live webinar. And, um, and so that's what the book is about. Basically the book is 12, free and accessible actions that anyone can do regardless of any spectrum. They have money, they have no money. Someone could do these tips in jail and it's really life-changing because it, it puts the power back to, to yourself. Like you're the cause, not the effect. And um, something as simple as like 15 minutes of sunshine, chewing your food, stretching, um, all those things are free. And so it's nice to have a little manual that shows you like you're the cause and not the effect you have, you do have everything you need. Um, It's just like that mental, mental shift to get organized and do some of those things.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean, I love everything that you're saying, especially after going through what we went through last year when everybody was the focal point of how unhealthy we are as a society really showed itself by seeing how many people were getting sick how many people maybe realized that they were by being forced to slow down maybe they realized how overworked they were um so i i find it really uh really beneficial for people to actually take the time to focus on the things that they can do and the things that they do have access to as Amazing to going into the space of oh, i don't have time or i can't afford it or now i mean i don't know that there's so many programs out there now more than there w- were five even even mm-hmm. you know oh my gosh yes. seven eight years ago there was like you're saying about the webinar, I'm like, yeah, there was nothing. I mean, but back then you did a workshop or you were trying to like do print flyers and put them them somewhere. I would print flyers for, um, (laughs) workshops at whole foods and you're not supposed to post fly. And I would just go in there and I would just, Oh my my God. amazing! That's amazing. And because it's one of those things that you have to be able to utilize what you have, right? How are you going to get your message out there? How are you going to talk about things that you are really passionate about? This episode is brought to you by Way. There is nothing more refreshing than hitting the reset button once in a while. If your hair is a little overdue for the same type of treatment, it's time for the clarifying detox shampoo from Way. Many, many years ago, I worked at a hair salon. My hair has been through it all. I've had hair extensions, I've bleached it, I've chemically treated it, and I have learned over the years, especially as I get older, how important it is to take really good care of the hair that you have. Now, our hair can take a lot of experimentation and sometimes outright neglect, but it's never too late to hit the reset button, and with the Clarifying Detox Shampoo from Way, you do just that. And for me, maybe it was the years working in a hair salon that I try to avoid it as much as possible. I go maybe once a year. And the only way that my hairstylist agreed to let me do that was if I promised to take really good care of my hair and use the best products that I can to do that. And I'm definitely the type of person that waits a little too long to wait for that to happen. My scalp was definitely feeling a little bit of the buildup and my ends were feeling pretty dry. One of my favorite things about whey is that it allows you to neutralize the product buildup on your scalp without stripping away any of the moisture. You can use the product once a week, and there's a combination of apple cider vinegar and keratin to exfoliate and balance your scalp. Plus, it smooths away the frizz, and it creates a lustrous shine. Way was created by celebrity hairstylist Jen Atkin to create the first socially connected hair care brand. You can explore their full collection of cruelty, sulfate, and paraben-free hair care Body and fragrance products. So, when you're ready to undo some damage, hit the reset button with Way Detox Shampoo. Go to theway.com, that's T H E O U A I.com, and use the code loved to get 15% off of your entire purchase. That's theway.com, use code loved. T H E O U A I.com. Use code LOVED to get 15% off your entire purchase. And a special thanks to Way for supporting this podcast. Uncommon Goods is, honestly, you just have to check it out. It's an online shop filled with unique, totally unexpected gifts. And when I say unexpected, I mean truly original things that you won't find anywhere else. Now is the perfect time to check out this site. So I just got my mother-in-law this really cool, beautiful hanging planter that Doubles as a hummingbird feeder. She is so cute and she loves to tend to her garden and she's gonna love it. Uncommon Goods is a place to go to for thoughtful, original gifts for everyone in your life. That's really what I gathered. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade here in the US, which you know we love. It's also a Brooklyn-based company that's all about giving back. With every purchase that you make at Uncommon Goods, they give a dollar to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. So to get 15% off of your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com forward slash loved. That's uncommongoods.com forward slash L-O-V-E-D. You'll get 15% off. A special thanks to Uncommon Goods for sponsoring the show. Orate is a fine jewelry brand founded by women for women. Pieces range from classic to statement to completely original. Orate makes the jewelry you've always wanted but could never find. Because it's all real gold, you can wear it and never have to take it off. You can shower, sport, sleep, cook, anything. It's jewelry for life. All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. The ladies at Orate hacked the jewelry market, making real gold accessible. Here's the best part. For every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. It's ethically sourced and sustainably made. Their gold is never mined, and their gemstones and diamonds are also certified conflict-free. Even though I'm spending most of my time at home, it's always really nice to wear my jewelry around the house and every time I do a podcast interview like this. As a supporter for this podcast, Orate has offered all of our listeners 15% off of your first purchase. Go to york dot com forward slash love and use promo code love to get fifteen percent off. That's a u r a t e newyork.com dot com forward slash loved to get fifteen percent off of your first purchase. And now back to our show. Well, and so I, my question for you is: Over the last how how have you grown over the last year and a half, and what was it like for you? dealing with a pandemic. Also, I, I love what you
0: said about when we were writing the book, I was so happy because I would say like, also someone can do all of these things from their home in a pandemic. So it felt like, it felt like really, it felt really perfect. Um, And, and I had taught what's in the book for so long that a lot of our followers like already have seen some of the infographics and like they would say like oh I'm a school teacher can I have an infographic I want to teach like homeschool not, not just homeschool but like teach their pandemic children via Zoom you know some of those things and I I think the pandemic made me feel for me personally, just even more empathy for every single person. Um, Someone I know said that like the pandemic, some people, there's a category of people who have had different types of loss in their life. And then there's also a category of people who haven't had, let's say loss, but what what's interesting about the pandemic was it created so much loss, even just like loss of like going to the gym or loss of going for a walk with your friend at the coffee shop. And so I know you asked like, how did it change me or how did it help me? I think I felt like collectively it made everyone a lot more empathetic to each other, um, and able to have discussions about different types of loss, right. Whether they were in middle school, high school, they didn't have a graduation. Um, they knew someone who passed away. They, I, I think that it was, I mean, I don't, it's hard because we're still kind of in the middle of it it, and there's so many dynamics, but I do think that this is what I want to say, especially because your podcast and your Instagram is all about wellness. I think that more than ever, the whole entire world, every country, every person kind of subscribes to health is so important. And I think before there was only like certain niches of people that would like, want to talk about health. So collectively, I think it's positive for all of us as much pain as there were, as there was, I do think collectively, everyone, men, women, children, everything are kind of more into what can I do to make sure we're healthy. And I think that that's positive.
1: Yes, I agree. I 100% agree. And, and yes, yes. I so you had your twins over the last
0: year. I mean, that was also, um, like crazy to me. Um, and I was so appreciative that I had had two children right before that. I have so much empathy for people who had to go to the hospital, um, who had never had children before. Um, so I kind of, even though twin pregnancy is was so so difficult beyond um i was accepting it more like how i had to go to every appointment by myself when i was in labor uh with the twins i they made me wear like two face masks for like the whole time i had a face shield i mean like i i i i think it's amazing I survived it. And for anyone else who's listening who also survived it, you know, God bless everyone. So.
1: Congrats and kudos. Yeah.
0: So uh, I actually like Rosie actually like deleted that whole chapter from my life. Oh, like, you did? I like, <laughs> I like press delete. I'm so I, I I'm just the type <laughs> of person actually, since we're just having a great time here. I just wanted to tell you, I have this like little policy um, where like, you know, if I'm at if I'm at a friend's house more recently now that COVID's a little bit over. Um, and people ask me like, Oh, like, what's it like to have twins? Um, I always say like, it's so much better for me and everyone here listening. If I don't talk about this, (laughs) because so why it's so awesome is that like, I, I love my children so much. I'm a huge part of their life, but I, I have noticed that, um, sometimes it's, it's not a good topic. And I think, I think people here might be like laughing almost. Um, I, when, before COVID, when I would go to parent and me classes with one of my sons, I would actually try to get all the parents to talk about like anything, but our children, and I I hope the listeners are understanding. I just felt yes. like we're together. We're like singing, we're with the babies, but like, let's, let's just talk about literally anything. Like I would bring like banana bread and I would just want to talk about like recipes and like, okay. who's making what. And I felt like that was like, so great. It's just, just a great observation that I noticed.
1: Yeah, no, that's good. You know, I, I, I can totally get on board with that. It's a, it, it's it reminds me of when I get together with my other wellness friends. I just yeah. want to talk about the latest show that we're watching. Like yes, I don't I'm want with to talk you. about. You know what I mean? I no, don't it's want to so go to. I mean I love and again it's like I love the world of wellness. I want to talk about meditation, I want to talk about mindfulness. I I do, but there's a point where Totally. I just want to know what everybody's binging. Like what are we watching right no, now? No, I discuss. I love
0: that so much and I think that that's great and I actually think even though we're kind of joking about it um and and mindfulness like yes. I know I notice that like you can be aware of like when you're with your friends or with people like there are certain amazing topics that are so much more fun. Like my, I, my best friend, Erin. like whenever she comes, she also does like interior design and she has two children and we just like go around the the block. But like, I always purposely like ask her right away, like, tell me about like whatever interior design project you're working on now. Like I want to hear everything, you know? And, and that's really refreshing and also very healing for me. Like after she leaves, like I love, I think it's like with any relationship, you know, like the, the happiest com- conversation topics for that particular person friend my husband and so I do try to just go to those yeah. topics like go my to husband it. loves next Netflix and I love to ask him like okay what three things should we watch next
1: yes what actually are you guys watching right now
0: so um we're into like a lot of different um
1: like, <laughs> just say it no i'm like There's so, no- I'm, like so <laughs> I'm like so embarrassed i'm
0: like well you know Trust like we watch we watch a host of different things. So, um I think I th- we do like a lot of, I don't want to say like murder mysteries. Oh my but god, this <laughs> is literally I, I was going to say it just to
1: make you feel better.
0: I Yeah, would you obsessed. like to go first? Would you like I, to go first? Listen,
1: I am a huge fan of <laughs> tell me. I tell everybody this. Everybody's always asking me, "Oh, what what podcasts are you listening to? Like what yes. shows are you watching?" everything's like crime murder mystery <laughs> like I listen to crime podcasts like that is where I get my joy totally and to me that's why it's always so much fun I I love also I love story you know I love to uh, read books about storytelling and how and the neuroscience and story writing like that to me makes me so happy and it just takes me outside of the norm, so that's why it's always fun to hear people like people's real binges. Not yeah, like, like what they're really oh, watching. Yeah, I'm watching co- the latest Cosmos, you know, episode, <laughs> or I'm watching this really like intellectual documentary. All those are great, but I always like to know. I'm like, no, what are you really watching? Like, what are you- I'm waiting for the John Wick series to come out. You know, like. No, know it's, saying?
0: no, I totally know what you're saying. And that's also <laughs> why with David, he, I don't know how to like really even turn on Netflix or use it, but I, but he knows, he, I think he's like you, he knows, like, he looks at, uh, what is it? Rotten tomatoes. Yes. Um, yeah, he looks at like two different review categories. Like he, and it's like really nice. Like, we like, that's why like sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll text them and say, okay, like, what are we watching Good tonight? To watch tonight. And, like, what's yeah. happening? and I do think I, yeah, I just, I definitely think so. So
1: it is. That makes me so happy. I'm so, I'm so, that's great.
0: We have that, a, Fini- we have a of form together. You and me, we're, we're in agreement on this topic.
1: No, that's really good. I actually want to, I want to rewind a little bit because there was one question that I wanted to ask you earlier and then we just kind of went off and that's typically what happens. Um, because I'm, I'm curious for myself and always curious about how entrepreneurs, founders, um, especially women founders, how they manage this, what do you think is the key to building a good team? I think there, there's just two qualities.
0: Um, and so, um, and I think that I think that a lot of times if you work on these things and then gradually every month, every year, you want to be a little bit better in these areas. um, I think that your team will see you do these things and then they will also do them as well. And then um, it, it does really play out really well. So I am a huge, huge advocate for hard work. Um, and I think that I'm not saying like that everyone has to work so, so incredibly hard, but I think that if you work really hard and you are humble, but more importantly, have empathy. So I do like my team to be like humble. And I, we always try to build like a low ego team, but my two talking points, like in all of our all staff meetings, Um, In our managing director meetings and our leadership meetings, always go back to like two things. I'm always like, guys, like you can be on the Mary with organics team um, as long as you're really hardworking. And as long as you have a lot of empathy. So I'm so, we kind of talked on it a little before, but like, I really think that I try to always put myself in the other person's shoes, like right before I speak. Um, and I think sometimes this can be really tricky that people think, well, if I'm just a little bit more direct or if I'm just a little bit more intense, uh, everyone will listen more and everyone will perform more and everyone will do better. Um, but I think a better combination is like personal. Like I try to do like hundred uh, percent, max effort, but detach from the outcome. So I just try to give like every thing I can. And then I try to, before I talk to someone, I try to like insert themselves. I try to be them for like one moment. Um, and then I encourage that like cross departmentally that people like, if you like, literally it happened, like one of our managing directors that who's like in in the it department, he, just he's getting married this month and like he him and his wife bought a condo and it like caught on fire oh. and they weren't in the condo but like that's really difficult, you know, and like so many things happen, like even with COVID, like a lot of our millennials like had roommates, but their roommates lost their jobs. So that affected people at my company who still had a job. So I just always kind of cultivating like this empathy that like, it might be like an amazing week for you, but it might be a really difficult week for someone else. Or like, maybe you finished your, your zero inbox, but like your friend in product dev is not at zero inbox. And to kind of like, have a conversations about mm. like where we're all at. And I think that the, just to answer your question, like, because we kind of subscribe to like, just if you want to be on the team, it's like gotta ha- be working, but you gotta have human dignity and empathy. And then, um, I I'm kind of like a statistics person. So, um, two stats. I'll just share with you since you, since you have been asking about the entrepreneurial spirit and as a female founder, I do want to kind of share like two stats. So it's not just me saying like, Oh, here I am. And, uh, it's all about hard work and empathy. I think also it's important to have data to back it up. So, um, At our company with our team of 90, we have a very high employee retention rate. So five people ever have like left the team and they all went on to do other things. So I'm also encouraging people like you may not always be at our company forever, but you might find your next passion and you might go do your next project. One out of those five people also had an had like a challenging illness, so they needed more time to rest. And then Rosie in September, I mean, in, um, in January, we did this anonymous client survey culture survey. So it was 54 questions, totally anonymous, 54 questions. We asked each person on our team, like, how do you feel about, um, compensation and benefits? How do you feel about your supervisor? How do you feel about your coworkers? Like, are you connected to your work? All these things. And we, um, scored it on like a scale of one to five, five is like the best. And then we did everyone who's been here for over one year and everyone who's been here for less than one year. So all the new hires and every person who's been at our company for over one year in every category, it was above a four. And then in an anonymous survey, 54 questions, and then everyone who has been at our company for less than one year. So they don't know the culture as much, like, um, at the end of the year, we give out bonuses. Like they haven't like kind of like lived 365 day cycle. Um, They score, we scored above a four in every category except compensation and benefits for new hire was 3.88. Okay. But the point is what I'm trying to say here is I'm not just coming on your podcast, like saying like, oh, we need to work hard and have empathy for each other. And then I have like no no actual proof to, to audit myself. And like, that's, I think my, my most helpful piece of, of tip is just with any project, make sure you're always getting like real feedback. And I remember thinking like, well, when I get those survey results, I'm going to see how people really feel, you know? And, and so, you know, but then at least I have a standard, like next year, if we do, when we do it, I can say like, oh, we got better this year or we didn't get better. And then let me talk about it with everybody. And I, I, I know it was like a long winded answer for your question, but I wanted to kind of make the connection between like linking up, making sure you're really, really know, and that you're not delusional. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know. I love that. I think it's really great. And I love, because most of the time people can come on here and not even give that data, but I appreciate the data. I love that you can actually have something to show what is happening at your company or with your business because it's a direct it's direct feedback. You direct you feedback, feedback. Yeah, you can see how what you're doing is working and how what you're doing is not working and I think if we take it into the world of wellness, it's what we're doing with our health as well. We our bodies are a direct feedback to what we're putting in and how we're treating it and the things that we're doing um, so yeah, I, I love all of that because I'm an action-based, I'm an action-oriented person. I love to be the person to take action when I want to see something change. Um, but I'm also the first person to get disappointed if I don't get the feedback that I want. I'll be like, I, that's a very brave thing for you to do to have.
0: Oh, I mean, if people really think about it, I remember the day those survey was going out. I was like, I hope that I... I, no. And uh, by the way, I told myself, no matter what it says, I'm showing all the data. Cause we have a human resources department. And I'm like, I'm showing all the data and I'm telling everyone. Um, I mean, actually human resources showed me the data. So, but I <laughs> said that, like, I said, like, I will fix whatever is like low, I'll fix it. And that's also how, like, I braced myself
1: yeah, for,
0: I don't know what the feedback was going to be, but I said, whatever's the weak link or area, I will try to fix it. I saw you did this post on self-esteem, um, like two posts ago. Is that something that you, that is that a topic that you often talk about with people? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's, it's definitely, yes, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's not a, a podcast topic. We we've talked about it on the podcast, but it's definitely a topic that's just come up in general.
0: Yeah. And also I, when I saw, I've been talking about self-esteem a lot. And I, when I saw your post, I'm like, oh my gosh, like Rosie also just posted something about self-esteem. And um, I just wanted to share that. I think that self-esteem just comes from um, having a relationship with yourself and kind of like making these little promises to yourself. And then as you chip off the to-do list or as you follow through on the promises, I think it builds self-esteem. So I also just wanted to share that because I, I saw that you had that.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's such an important thing to be able to assess and to address. And I don't know if you saw the comments, but I always love to ask our audience questions and have people state any feedback that they may have. And I I would akin my feeling just like you do when you send something out because you just don't really know what you're going to get back. But in a way for me to ask people about their own self-esteem, it it allows me to reflect on my own. And I feel like for the most part, I've always had a pretty good self-esteem. I think that my self-care wanes Mm -hmm. only because I am also a doer and I'm constantly just pushing myself to do. So I think, you know, they say you teach mostly what you need to learn. And I teach so much about slowing down and being mindful and being able to take the time to do even the things that you were talking about, like chewing your food or being able to go on a walk, taking time to be mindful. The things that are really simple to do um sometimes I have a hard time doing them because I'm just constantly in that you know e- even though we're not in New York we're in LA it's still a big city <laughs> totally. so have the frenetic energy of you know doing doing and so it's definitely something that I I struggle with and hopefully I actually over the last year and a half it's gotten a lot better and I I think one of the greatest gifts during this time for me has been mm-hmm. the opportunity to be at home. I mean, if, if, since 2013, I traveled 80% of the time. So I was never, wow. I was never. Wow. Home. That's was, amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, I think last, I can't remember we were, we, I talked about this on the podcast and I can't remember what episode, but I think in 2017 I had a total of four weeks at home in the whole year
0: that I can't imagine that that's I mean I can't imagine it
1: yeah, it's it's wild because it didn't feel like that. I mean, it didn't feel like I was gone a lot. I think by the end of 2019 I was starting to get tired of it and right I was feel- right I mean, when the pandemic happened, I was in Bali I think the beginning. wow yeah, it was the end of January beginning of February and I was just feeling like, wow, this, Needs to stop. Like I need to slow down because my and my health was being um, reflecting back to me that I needed to slow down, and so and I finally did. And and I'll tell you, I've this is the longest span I've ever spent at home since 2013, and it's been really incredible to be able to just be in one place. Also, I don't travel at all,
0: (laughs) at all. At all actually like if someone was like oh what's two things like you don't do and i i don't drink alcohol i used to drink a lot of alcohol but i don't drink alcohol and i don't travel um and i also have like one other one other male friend who owns a company and he said he says he gets made fun of all the time because he doesn't travel and doesn't drink alcohol but but it's so i admire that because i do think that traveling is very intense um of course, eventually I want to travel and this, that, and the other thing. I just felt like it was easier to like get out of debt and grow my business by not yeah. traveling. But I, I like give you a massive round of applause because traveling is, is a lot of energy.
1: Yeah. It's really intense. And to me, it was, it wasn't travel. It was travel for work, right? It was, yeah. No, that's even more intense. Yeah. So travel because, for pleasure. Yeah. Because then it turns into this thing where I'm in the, these really amazing places all over the world and I'm working. And then when I'm home, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to relax. And unwind. Yeah. so there's not, there is no reprieve. It, it's just a right. constant. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I can turn into one of those people too. Like you and your friend. I don't. Drink, oh my gosh. So. We're like, we wear it like a badge of honor. Yeah. it's We're like comput- <laughs> We're like, I don't travel at all ever. <laughs>
0: Oh, my gosh. David, my husband, (laughs) loves to travel.
1: So, Well, that's funny because uh, Tori, uh, he he loves to travel, but he doesn't ever get – well, he doesn't ever get – he has a business as well, and so he's just doing the same thing. He wants to put his energy and his time into his business. I guess thinking about it respectively, and this will be the last question, but I'm thinking in my mind that's why so many people – when they retire that's what they want to do especially people that have you know worked their entire lives or the exact business they want to go and get in their rv and go travel yeah, and see, yeah and see everything and see everything because everything. they've been focusing on you know build, building something their entire i i like the idea of doing both i can build something and also be totally. out in the world but i feel like i definitely had taken it to an, an extreme so um Was, yeah No, I was just going to
0: say, was it interesting for you after, um, one year traveling so much and then the next year you were home? Yeah. Was that interesting or just like, oh, this is, this is good because I've been traveling so much and now I'm just going to rest and and work, but be home.
1: Well, it. I'm like, I'm supposed to be asking the questions, but I'll answer. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) No, it's totally fine. I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'll answer. Well, because the minute I start answering, I'm just gonna talk forever. No, no, Um, and I know you
0: said, this is it, this uh... is it.
1: We're gonna wrap it up. No, but I, it's funny because when I would travel, all I wanted to do was be at home. And when I was home, all I wanted to do was be on the road. Like it was, it actually was really hard the minute everything closed down because the first couple of months were amazing because I was home and I really needed to rest and everything mm-hmm. was we didn't know what was happening so all these I had a couple of speaking engagements and a couple of retreats that got canceled so now I had a summer and I was like right oh, we've got a great house we've got a nice pool I'm gonna be at home I get to enjoy yeah and then my house And then it just, you know, after about six months, then I started to really get a little bit. Me too. I think the first couple months were
0: great and and great for whatever that means. And then it, then it was like time where you, we missed what we used to have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's the thing. I think you miss what what was and part of our ability to be present and to be mindful is to just appreciate what is and i'm a very empathetic person like you are so then everything else that was going on in the world was just adding to that anxiety and that stress of just life (laughs) and um i had several people in my life that had lost loved ones due to covid my By the winter, by like November, December, my entire family got COVID. So it was, there was a lot of intensity happening at that time. But I I feel like for the most part, had I, I think about all of those things happening and had I been traveling and working, um, I think it would have made it a lot worse just for me to be able to deal with it. The fact that I was able to be at home and have a routine and be able a to, routine. yeah, to uh, practice self care and and sort of nurse myself back to health because of all the traveling that I'd done over the years was really, um, actually, that's back in twenty, uh, I think it was twenty eighteen, right, right after I had came back from this big tour, is when I got introduced to your products, your supplements. So it actually. We're coming thank full you. circle. See how I brought that back. Well, yeah, right from the beginning, we're like, oh, it's all <laughs> yeah. it's all full circle. So yeah. So I have before I ask you the final this time for real, the final, final question. Um <laughs> I, I I'd like to to have you tell the audience where they can go for more information if they want to connect with you or if they want to learn more about the product or order the book, where can they go?
0: Okay. First of all, thank you so much, Rosie. And if you would like to Um, order our book or look at our supplements. You can go to maryruthorganics.com and on Instagram, it's maryruthorganics. Thank you.
1: That's the best. (laughs) I love it. So the final question, it pertains to this podcast and why I started the podcast uh, to begin with. It was this idea that I wanted to create a community where people could go to, to get more information. And it's, stems from a belief that we are all radically loved by God, source, whatever higher mm-hmm. power of your understanding that the universe works for us and not against us. And so the final question for you is how do you feel radically loved? Um, that's amazing that that's where radically love comes from
0: because chapter 12 in the book is the belief in a universal force of goodness. That's exactly what that entire chapter is. And so um, I do wholeheartedly subscribe to what you just said about being radically loved um i believe that the universe even on a quantum physics level is just pushing me forward every day and that every single thing that happens to me um, is for my ultimate good Um, and that is that is how i do feel radically loved every day is that um, my mom, my husband, my children, we all kind of subscribe to the universe only wants the best for us. So thank
1: you. Thank that's you. amazing. Mary Ruth, everybody, thank you so much for being here and for sharing some time with us. We're so excited about your book and everybody that's listening to this, please uh, let us know what you thought. Share it on uh, wherever you share your things. Yeah. I was going to say every, share it everywhere. <laughs> Tell your friends and, uh, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this show. Thank you all so much. We Thank love you. you. Rosie. Thank Fuck. you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.